You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our weekly Market Talk update on Tuesday 14th of July. I'm Seamus Strapp from AIB Customer Treasury Services and I'm joined today by our senior economist John Fahey to discuss the latest market news, this week's macroeconomic schedule and the major currency pairs. John, it's been a cautious week or two as COVID-19 cases have spiked in some parts of the world, with some regions opting to reimpose restrictions. Is the uncertainty of it all the biggest concern for markets at the moment? I think that's definitely a prevailing theme over the markets, all right. As you say, uncertainty, even last week, we had a number of updates out of some key international organisations like the European Commission, and they emphasised just the you know, risk been tilted to the downside very much so. And, you know, numerous reference to uncertainty. The IMF's chief economist was also out as well, just talking about the tremendous amount of uncertainty. So I think uncertainty is is very much the buzzword at the moment. And the reason for that is because we're dealing with a health pandemic. So how that evolves, and no one knows for sure how it will evolve, uh, will determine what happens uh, the global economy over the course of this year and the extent of the downturn we get. So we've seen the impact in the service data for Q2. Over the next couple of weeks, we'll get the official GDP data just telling us how severe the contraction will be. But now what we're seeing is we're getting a rebound in activity, but that's as restrictions are being eased. But then you have the tricky balancing act that with restrictions being eased, as you mentioned there, you're seeing spike higher in cases, especially in the US. So it's a very tricky balancing act trying to balance reopening economies while at the same time managing and containing the virus. So this is a big issue. And this is what's adding to the uncertainty is that we're getting the rebound in activity. But the rebounds coming from the easing of restrictions. But then there's the concern that, well, the easing of restrictions is leading to more cases. And then the uncertainty and the concern over could we see some reimposition of restrictions again? So this is all feeding into just making it a very uncertain economic outlook. You know, markets last week, a bit more of a subdued tone, even though Wall Street managed to eke out some modest gains. It was more a cautious tone. And what we're seeing likely is that just investor sentiment is just going to continue to ebb and flow with the positive news and the negative news in relation to COVID-19. Of course, as you say, it's a catch-22 situation. As you alluded to there, a lot of the macro data from the major economies recently has been encouraging. And we have some stats from the US this week, including retail sales for June. Following the rebound in May's number, what's your expectation for June's retail sales? Yeah, so another increase is expected. So as you said there, June, we got a jump of 18%. So the key thing is, though, we're seeing strong jumps in data in May because of the contrast to April. And so, you know, for much of April, most advanced economies were shut down in lockdown mode because of the measures in place to try and contain COVID-19. So as those restrictions got eased, we saw a bounce back. Really, the key thing now is, is that can we maintain that momentum and that recovery or is it running out of steam? So the retail sales for June would be important, but maybe an even more important number might be the measure of U.S. consumer sentiment for July. So it's a more timely indicator. And this will take into account the fact that in some regions in the U.S., in terms of Florida and Texas, we did see restrictions come back into play. So in terms of what's expected there for the consumer confidence, only a small rise is expected there. Uh, So this is the concern that we'll get this and we're getting a rebound initially. 
but then is the risk that it starts to run out of steam because the big thing is is that okay you can ease back restrictions but are consumers confident enough in terms of the health issue but also job security and their economic outlook to actually go and spend in a sustained manner so that's still far from certain so that's why this week the retail sales data for june should show another increase but maybe the july consumer confidence number a more timely indicator of what's the mood in the us and we always say that in the us the consumer is king because it makes up around 70 percent of the us economy so the us consumer drives the US economy. So we pay close attention to that confidence number for July this week. Okay, and currency markets have stayed remarkably range bound against this backdrop. Even euro dollar has been on the wide 107 to 115 since late 2018. Do you expect that range bound situation to continue? In terms of where we are at the moment, it looks as if it is like we're not seeing a huge reaction on currency markets from the macro calendar. The more driver of currency markets has been if we've seen severe bouts of volatility on equity markets. So what I mean by that is if we've seen equity markets sell off and risk aversion, it's tended to support safe haven currencies such as the dollar, the yen and the Swiss franc. So that's been a driver, whereas in cases like that, maybe the euro and sterling more so has come under a bit of pressure. Whereas when the market and risk appetite has been in positive mood, we've seen the euro and sterling gain a little bit against the dollar. But as you say, overall, it's been pretty narrow range bound trading. And, and we do expect that to remain the case. Even if you look at last week, euro dollar was in a 112.5 to 113.5 range. Euro sterling was basically in a 89.5 to 19.5p range for much of the week. So they're very tight ranges so we don't expect any major difference in terms of the ranges you outlined there but you could see volatility if there's huge volatility on equity markets read across to currency markets from a safe haven demand perspective but in terms of the data calendar macro calendar we don't expect that to be a directional mover at least for the week ahead okay john you mentioned sterling there and in the uk we have the may estimate of gdp and employment figures are they likely to point in the direction of a continued recovery yeah, so these are kind of the first numbers that capture official data, apart from the survey data and the PMIs, where the restrictions have started to ease back. And now, interestingly, in April, we saw the huge fall in GDP by over 20%. So for May, a 5% consensus forecast is penciled in for GDP. Uh, we also get the labour market figures. Now, I suppose crucially is that the extent of the opening was, was relatively limited in May. If you think it's only as we move through June into July even, where more of the restrictions got eased in the UK economy. So the May data will start to show signs of that recovery, but it's really the June data that will capture more fully as more restrictions were eased in the UK economy. But we should start to see some signs of it at least this week in terms of the May GDP and the employment data coming out of the UK. Okay, and your sterling weakened to above 91 there over the past two or three weeks, but has calmed down again, as you say. That was mainly related to Brexit concerns and potential of negative rates in the UK. Yeah, so what we saw was, as you say, we got up towards 91p. Since then, we've come back down and last year or so, we've been in an 89 to 90p range. So what's helped that is there has been some optimism that maybe some sort of a trade deal can be done between the UK and the EU. Uh, and also the fiscal stimulus measures announced in the UK last week may have at the margin helped sterling. Not a huge move, though, in level terms from where we've been. But we have seen over the last couple of days, maybe a little bit of a firmer tone to sterling. But really, the big thing for Sterling between now and the end of the year is how those trade talks evolve with the EU. And that's going to have potentially a big influence on, on how Sterling performs between now and the end of the year. OK, John, if we can turn to the ECB, there's a meeting and press conference later this week. Are you expecting any changes to policy from the governing council? 
No, we're expecting it to be probably a, pretty much a non-event because it was only in June where they actually increased the asset purchases under their current pandemic QE program. It went from $750 billion to $1.35 trillion. So we don't expect any policy changes this week. What we look to see in terms of the press conference from President Lagarde is their assessment, their updated assessment of the economic outlook in terms of they'll probably acknowledge that data has been surprising to the upside of expectations, but we're likely to see similar to all the other major banks and international forecasting organisations, a cautious mood in terms of the outlook and, and plenty of mentions of uncertainty and the risks around that, you know. Sure, and it's fair to say, John, that all the major central banks have adopted a dovish tone since um, since this pandemic outbreak, and that's likely to be the case for the foreseeable future. Yeah, central banks are going to be very cautious around this. And if anything, if you look at what markets are expecting, they're expecting potentially some further minor rate cuts across all those three central banks in terms of the ECB, the BUE and the Fed. And, you know, interest rate hikes aren't being priced into futures contracts for a good distance out. One other thing I would just mention just for the week ahead, the European Council meetings on Friday. Why this is important is because we look to see can the EU leaders make some progress on agreeing what the recovery fund will look like? Because we've talked before on the podcast about is this is potentially a game changer for the EU in terms of the makeup of it. It's very much a two-thirds, one-third split between grants to countries and sectors most impacted by COVID-19. So it is important for the outlook for the EU and it's something that we will pay close attention to. So that happens on Friday in terms of that special summit. Thanks, John, as ever, for your insightful analysis and many thanks to our customers, colleagues and listeners for joining us today. For those customers impacted by the pandemic, you can find details of AIB support packages at aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. And remember to stay close to all our podcasts by pressing the subscribe button on AIB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS and Android. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.